G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As a Christian, you might be concerned about how the leaders of your church respond to social changes. It may be more important than ever to have an informed approach to modern-day Christian ministry. And for over 30 years, the National Church Life Survey has tracked the life of the Australian church and the lives and hopes of people who attend churches all around the country. Well, right now, churches are beginning to participate in this year's National Church Life Survey. Ruth Powell is Director of NCLS Research. Ruth is back with us. Ruth, welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much. At Ruth, something like 20 denominations participating this year. Uh, that's just a huge number of churches. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're thrilled that uh, following the pattern over the last 30 years, we've got over 20 movements and denominations taking part from Catholic Church, Anglicans, Lutherans, Uniting, um, ACC, C3, on it goes, um, Baptist, Salvation Army, Uh, The full range of churches are taking part. There was a time, wasn't there, when the Catholic Church was a little reluctant to be involved in the NCLS. Uh, But, of course, these days they embrace it, don't they? Well, I tell you, it's been a a journey. Back in 1991, there was what I, I describe as a Kairos moment. What was a New South Wales project between the Anglicans and the Uniting Church um, exploded. They had this moment and said, we're going to do this New South Wales project where we listen to our churches and see what we can learn about Australian churches, how they are growing, how they are building on their health and how they can reach out to the community. And they said, let's invite everybody. And I've got the letter where they sent it out 30 years ago and said, let's invite everybody. Sent it to all these denominations around the country and blow me down. They've all said yes. <laughs> it happened in about three months, which is just, I can't fathom it now, but it, it, it happened. Now, that was a bit quick for the Catholics. They needed a bit more time. So five years on, when the next census happened and we decided, let's do another National Church Life Survey in 1996, the Catholic Church said, all right, we'll come on board and we'll come and join you. And that became a stronger partnership. So yes, right on 30 years, Um, we will have the full breadth of churches um, take part in the 2021 National Church Life Survey. So the full breadth of churches and the numbers of surveys that you get out there gives you a wonderful Mm -hmm. sample. So the sorts of details you get when you crunch the numbers, that's pretty accurate in the way that it's reflecting what Australian church life is like. Well, indeed. Uh, We have over 300,000 Uh, surveys have already been ordered from nearly 3,000 local churches. Um, Now, I know there's 2 million Australians go to church in an average month. If you went and counted all the heads in an average month of people in church, you'd hit 2 million people. Um, So to get a snapshot of maybe three to four, 500,000 people uh, is extraordinarily large. And what we do is 
we do that huge project so that we can actually give results back to every local church. And it's one of the benefits of the National Church Life Survey is that not only do we get information that we use to give to like state leaders um, or national church leaders, but we give information back to the local church leaders as well. Um, beyond that, we do all these projects, all these surveys that ask all these extra questions, and that allows us to hear what church attenders are thinking about an incredible range of issues. Now, in fact, it's not just one survey, is it, Ruth? You've got a series mm. of interlinked surveys. So you've got your yes. church census, which gives you those sort of uh, bread and butter numbers, but you've got leaders' surveys, you've got a church life survey, and then yes. the local community survey, which actually even surveys those sorts of practices and views in the broader community that go beyond your local church. So there's a wide range of things that you're actually covering in the survey. Yeah, that's exactly right. It is, you know, it's a it's an omnibus. It's a collection of surveys. So the church census just helps us go, how many churches are there? What are those programs and activities those churches are running? What are the kind of staffing that are in those churches? That's incredibly helpful for denominational leaders as they as they think and plan for the future. Then there's the leaders survey, and that and, and that census only one person, one person from the church has to fill that out. The leaders survey is around how are you going in terms of your own well-being and sustainability, and where are you heading as a leader. We'll use that to tell to help leaders reflect on their own journey, but also to say. Where would you like more training? How would you like to be developed? What's the development pipeline for some new leaders to come through? So it's really strengthening leadership in churches. Church Life Survey is about attenders and actually listening to their views. And you didn't mention the Child Survey, which is an optional extra for 8 to 14-year-olds, so listening to the voice of the children. And then the Community Survey, the last cherry on the cake, is because some people said, oh, well, okay, we listen to people who come to church, but what about the people in our community that may not come to our worship services? So we said, well, if you want to run that survey too, your local church can host a local community survey and listen to the people who come to your playgroup, your men's shed, your community garden, and hear where they're at in terms of their spirituality, but also how they might connect with your church, what they are thinking about church. Ruth, we mentioned that this is a time of dynamic social change. And so mm. when we talk about what benefit there may be to the local church, what comes to mind for you? Because uh, churches, when they participate in a survey like this, it's not just entertaining numbers that they'll be getting back, but things they'll be able to use in the way that they plan and strategize. Give us some insight here into how churches benefit when they participate in the National Church Life Survey. Yeah, look, it's for the local church, I guess the message is it's a way to listen to all the voices, to honour the people in your faith community and to say we're taking you seriously and we're listening to the quiet voices as well, the ones that don't always speak up, perhaps the newcomer, perhaps the new migrant, um, the child, listening to those voices as well. So as you, as a leader, think and plan for the future, pray and dream about where you believe God's taking you, it's a way of bringing your faith community with you. Um, it'll help you make good, informed choices. 
so it gives you a base. It's not. It's not the. It's one tool. It's not the only thing. Of course, you know, prayer, reflection, discernment uh, are all going to be the things that leaders do. But this gives you the the results from the survey will give you an informed base for making choices and decisions. And it's like you go to the doctor, you check in on a few things. And you might do a course correction then. You go, we thought we were heading that way, but we're not seeing that. Let's try something else. Um, that's the kind of thing that you can do. You can also, by being part of this national survey, uh, the benefits are, couple. if you've ever done it before, your results from last time will be included. So you'll go, oh, here's how we've changed over time. And also we'll give you a benchmark to other churches. And I guess that's the big piece that we have, that if you do a one-off survey, you do your own evaluation project, you won't have the benefit of saying, mm, how we're a Baptist church. How are all the other Baptist churches going? What do we look like compared to other Baptist churches? Or churches in areas like ours, in the country like us, or whatever. And so the national survey, the fact that everybody does it together, means you've got these comparison points with other churches, which I think can help. Ruth, you've been monitoring the change, crunching the numbers now for more than 30 years. And Mm. uh, you love to talk about age differences in church and those sorts of things. In fact, Mm -hmm. you're an expert when it comes to those intergenerational type changes. But let me ask you, you mentioned migrants and migrants Mm -hmm. to Australia are increasingly uh, looking like the main members of church. Uh, What's happening so far as the migrant population in Australia and church life? Yeah, look, I think there's um, it's an interesting story to, to watch because the, the headline news is often, oh, you know, Australians are saying they're not religious anymore. Now, when you, when you look at that more closely, it's people from an Anglo-Australian background and, and who tend to be younger, who are losing their religious identity. They may still believe in God. Let's be clear about that. They may believe in God. They may even pray or meditate, um, see themselves as spiritual but they, they don't describe themselves as a religious person. You know, they've lost that, that part of, sense of they're part of the tribe, if you like. Um, but the group that, is, that remains religious and strongly religious are our migrant, many of our migrant populations, and they are also younger. So I think that there's a real opportunity for the church. We are a multicultural nation. If we can embrace being a multicultural church, which we are naturally anyway, uh, there is incredible possibility for the Australian church to flourish. Now, it'll require adapting, it'll require listening and learning, uh, but I do think that there's a, there are communities that are strong and continue to have strong faith and support each other in strong faith, and it could really be a shot in the arm for the Australian church into the future. Let's talk future for a moment here because beyond the survey and uh, you have participated in so many writing projects, uh, the sorts of resources that come out of the research that goes into all the survey results uh, give us an insight into the the sorts of things that have happened over the years and what you might anticipate Mm -hmm. coming out of this uh, latest National Church Life survey. 
Oh my goodness, that's that's years of work ahead of me. You know, I think I need a little lie down first. But uh, yep. <laughs> it's um, look, it's exciting actually. It's what it's all about. We we collect this information one to give a picture of church health back to the local churches. Then we'll give back to that to the denominational leaders. We will give leaders information or feedback about their own life and health um, and well-being. Uh, we will we will create a picture for the whole church to go. Okay. Is the church declining? Is it growing? What's happened during COVID? Obviously, this time we are asking a lot of questions about COVID. What did you do? How did your church cope? What did you try? What worked? What didn't work? So we'll be able to do a whole special feedback loop on how churches have gone and the creativity that churches have adapted uh, during this time of challenge. So that will be a new thing this time that obviously we've never done before. Um, some of the other, we've had a lot of groups commission questions and that's exciting and I would expect that we will see reports coming out around disability and um, how churches are going in terms of making their space uh, accessible to people with disabilities. Um, Indigenous and non-Indigenous relations will be a key area. Uh, Global missions. A global focus, global justice will be another area. Leadership development. Um, on it goes. You know what? You pick a topic. We'll do social issues. What are the hot topics that people get hot under the collar about? Well, we know church attenders differ on them. We know that uh, different ages and different backgrounds mean people have different views. And we'll map that. And, you know, we'll make no judgment about anything. We'll just go, here's a group that thinks like this. And here's a group that thinks totally differently. (laughs) Well, it is a part of our Australian church culture. It's been going for 30 years. The National Mm. Church Life Survey, the latest survey, is already being undertaken by some churches and there's some flexibility because COVID has had some disruption. And uh, Ruth, you've got... This is open now. Uh, people who perhaps have feeling like they've missed the boat, it's not too late to be in touch with National Church Life Survey and get yourself registered. Absolutely. We will not turn anybody away. Let's make that really clear. So most churches will do it from November onwards in 2021, but we will not close the door on any church that would like to take part. And if that means running it in early 2022, that's absolutely fine. Just head over to 2021ncls.org.au, sign up and we'll send you out the kit and then you can organise when it's the best time for your church to run the survey. We'd really love to listen to everybody. So you can be in touch with your pastor or your leaders. You could send them that website and a link and give them the opportunity to connect with the National Church Life Survey. It's 2021ncls.org.au 2021ncls.org.au Ruth Powell is Director of NCLS Research. Ruth, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thanks so much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au